advantage of the day. Okay. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. Yeah. Playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. And hello, one and all, in the Chiefs' kingdom. It is time to defend the kingdom once again as we zero in on the opening game of the 2020 season. The Chiefs will open up the entire NFL schedule against the Houston Texans. Mitch Holtis with you, the voice of the Chiefs, along with the young man that we know as the shop, the barber shop, the Spider-Man. He's his own comic book. He's his own superhero group because he's got like five personalities, but we love him. That is Sean Barber, 10-year National Football League veteran. And shop last week, we were talking about the edge for the Chiefs to try to find the edge, keep the edge, the edge they had last year to repeat as the first world champion in the first time in 15 years. But today we're going to jump into something else. And I think it really deals with the individual player in the NFL, not just the Chiefs players, but everybody else. And that is the grind and the grind that it takes to play this game, to thrive in this game, to flourish and also to survive. Overall, your thoughts on the grind before we get into different elements of the grind. I mean, first of all, it's the definition. When you say the word grind, I see like a a melting of two words, mind and grit. And if you take the word mind, your mentality, and then grit, that tenacity, that that perseverance that a guy needs, and you combine those two things together under, under extreme pressures like a diamond in the rough, uh, to create that diamond from that coal, that's where grind comes from. It's it's the mind, the mentality, plus the grit. And there's a few players on this Kansas City Chiefs team that have that. They have the grind. Well, speaking of the grit and the grind and uh, having all good things, we've got our Bose 700 phone headphones on, the Defending the Kingdom podcast brought to you by Bose. It'll help you get through the grind. And a lot of you are indeed going through the grind with the COVID pandemic, working at home, you're homeschooling your kids, and sometimes you need some of these. Uh, The Bose uh, 700 headphones sponsoring us on Defending the Kingdom. Okay, we're gonna break the grind down in three different areas. And the first one I wanna jump into is the grind of coming back from an injury in this game. Let's start with my man, Sean Barber. I save <laughs> all of my cards from all oh, the games no. I've done in all the years in the National Football League. <laughs> this is the Washington Redskins of oh. 2001. I see you. I see you, Sean see? Barber. Sean Barber, baby. 237. That's what I'm talking about, man. Add a little bit, three sacks, three interceptions. Hey, man, that's a playmaker for you right there, baby. Well, speaking of playmakers on the team, uh, let's see. LeVar Arrington comes to mind. Bruce Smith comes to mind. One of my favorite players of all time, Daryl Green, is on this 2001. Was Champ Bailey on that team, too? Uh, yes, he was. Oh, yeah. Your corners were Daryl Green and Champ Bailey. <laughs> What'd you guys practice? Canton, Ohio? Oh, my gosh. That's a defense. Here's the deal. In prep for that game, in that game, Sean Barber tore his right anterior cruciate uh, ligament knee against the Kansas City Chiefs, so I'm not mistaken, on September the 30th, 2001. Am I right here? 100%. That was, uh, that's the T. Rich play. That's the, that's the game that, that, that T. Richardson swears that I dislocated or I did something to his uh, shoulder cavicle. Uh, uh, he had a shoulder injury. And I said, man, I hurt your shoulder. You ended my season. 
I, I think that you can give me that on that one right there. So um, that that yeah, that that was the game that shortened my um, my my season. Uh, ACL injury um, very early in the season, but yes, I do know about the grit grind and the mental uh, mind frame you have to get into in order to come back from a season-ending injury. Okay, hang on to that thought because uh, Matt McMullen and I had a chance to talk with Juan Thornhill. Uh, earlier on our training camp live show from camp. And we know one in week 17 now, the last regular season game, and he had been playing at a super high level. He had the great pick six against the Raiders. Uh, Chiefs are getting ready to get a bye and get it going to the playoffs. And now Thornhill tears his ACL shop, and he does not get to play a snap in the playoffs. And it broke my heart. And... We'll get into this a little bit. What also broke my heart is the only negative of, of after the Super Bowl victory celebration. You and I were down in that locker room after we had finished all of our stuff. But I saw Juan sitting over him in front of his locker. And I went over to see him because the guy's an awesome dude. And I said, man, congratulations. And he was, he was happy. But he also knew there was something missing because he was not on that field. What about that moment for him and for you when you're being taken off the Arrowhead Stadium field thinking – now I have an ACL. Man, it, it's, 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 it's very humbling because you understand the amount of sacrifice, uh, the off-season conditioning, the amount of uh, workouts. Uh, personally, for me, going down to Louisiana and working out with Tom Shaw and the other NFL players all off-season to prepare myself for training camp, going through a, a, a tough um, Dick Vermeil three hours of nonstop practice every day, pads on, uh, full contact, all of that grind, grit, all that tenacity, that blood, sweat, and tears that I put on the practice field during training camp to get ready for that season. And then in, in, in week four, in week four of a season for that to be uh, wiped away, um, for, 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 for the season to be ended in that moment, um, you never prepare for that moment, uh, for that season to end so short. Uh, but it, it's very humbling. It lets you know that uh, the NFL is not for long, and it's not about your career. Each season, um, you have to cherish the moment. you got to go out there and play, like you say, like your hair is on fire, um, because every snap can be your last, and you got to attack it. you got to attack that, 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 that game, um, that, that game plan. Your mentality is to fight to the finish and, and play every snap like it's your last. Let's go now to that interview Matt McMullen and I had with Juan Thornhill, and he will give you a lot of that same – fervor and thought as one missed the road to the Super Bowl championship. With us now is number 22 in your Chiefs Kingdom program, one Thornhill. One, I cannot tell you how awesome it is to have this chance to talk to you. I have missed you, my friend. And what it's just to get back to this point, I, I, Matt and I were talking about this during practice, but I remember after the Super Bowl talking to you and you were so excited and yet you you knew I've got to get back as quick as I can. What about your effort to get back, but yet being prudent and doing it in the right way? Me just sitting there watching the Super Bowl, just like it just gave me that a little bit more motivation to get back faster, just like because I just want to get back out there and be able to get to the Super Bowl and actually play in it. So uh, you know that our, our end goal is to get to the Super Bowl, but me personally, I've just been working like very slowly each and every day just to get back, trying to stay positive throughout this whole process, try to get my leg as strong as possible, but I feel like I'm definitely getting there and I'm starting to feel like myself a little bit more. 
And Juan, I think it's important to recognize that this team isn't in a position to go after a Super Bowl if it wasn't for you and what you did during the regular season. So you were just as much a part of that team as anyone. Um, but I want to ask you, yeah. you mentioned your, your positive attitude. You talked a few days ago about how Tyron Matthew was a big part of teaching you that. Here's a guy that's been through ACL tears before, plays your position. How important was it having Tyron around to show you how to handle this mentally? Tyron is just a good leader in general, like on and off the field. Uh, just being able to talk to him just because he's been through two of them. He knows the pain. He knows like how it is mentally. Um, he was a great, a great guy to talk to because like he's been through it twice and he was telling me like the main thing is just to stay positive, like I said the other day. And um, I mean, with that, like I just stay positive throughout the whole process, trying to trying to stay on the upside and not get down on myself. Cause Julie and Rick, they were always telling me like you're gonna have your good days and your bad days, and I I had a lot of bad days. Like I, mean, I was trying to fight through it and everything, but I definitely feel like I'm on I'm moving uphill now. Well, let's I'm gonna ask you about that. One thing is to rehab out of an ACL injury in week 17 for any NFL player, but you do it in the midst of a COVID pandemic. Um, and I was I wish, well, hoping to talk to you throughout the whole summertime, but what was it like and what has it taken for you and the people around you to get you to even this point to be on this field today doing some work? There were some times where I couldn't even come into the facility, so I had to stay stay at home and I had some like some equipment. I would talk to Julie and she'll send me a bunch of workouts and I just had to stay stay locked in because some guys if you if you're at home you you don't tend to do your workouts. So I was like I'll have like a stair and I'll do some some work on my stairs. Like it was just like you had to be like fully committed to this whole process and have like those in your corner that's gonna push you through it as well. Cause without Julie and Rick I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. Okay shop you can just see in that interview with Juan, the passion in his eyes, the fact that week 17 now, he goes down. That's the last weekend of December, and here we are getting ready to start the regular season. Who knows, but he keeps trending and do a little bit more, but just the fervor of him getting through the grind of an ACL repair, a rehab, and a restart. Man, I spent all this week listening to Kobe Bryant, all kind of mantras about him talking about be better. Be better. It was a mantra he had going into every practice. How can I be better? One play, one snap, one mindset at a time. And when I when I listen to Juan Thornhill talks about um, um, his preparation for the season, it's the same mentality. How can he be better at pass coverage, run gap, um, his alignment, his assignment, his attacking, his his ball hawking ability, his high point ability, all the things that makes him a great safety. He's going to fine tune. And uh, I'm trying to trying to trying to narrow down those those uh, those abilities and those skills so that he can become an all around better player. And it's not just about his availability on the field. He wants to be a better leader, um, a better leader on and off the field, uh, a better tackler, a better playmaker. And I think that makes our defense a more explosive defense and a better defense as a whole come 2020. No question. It also tells me about his motivation. Because, I mean, you can hear it in his voice, but you can really see it in his facial expression and just how motivated he was. And, and he's doing this during COVID, right? So he's doing it during the COVID pandemic where he's getting some assistance, but not normally like an athlete would get in an ACL spring and summer rehab after having it by the end of the fall. And he talked about he had to do it on his own. There were times it was up to his own self-discipline where Rick and the staff or Julie couldn't help him. And he had to do it on his own. But then the focus of getting through the grind of overcoming an injury 
just the motivation. And this is the mind part, I think, that you're talking about when you bring together your two words, grit and mind, to make grind. But just the mind over your natural inclination to not do what you need to do. And not even that, do more than you need to do when nobody's watching. Man, one of the greatest at, at, at the position, Brian Dawkins, talked about using your haters and negative attitude to be elevators. Using negativity to actually raise you to a higher plateau and a higher play level um, is something that great players do. They don't take the negativity and take it to heart. They let it, like what do you say, it rolls off a duck's back like water. Those type of things, everything from the outside. You can't control what other people think about you what they think about when your recovery is going to be, how fast you're going to recover, is your place, um, is the Chiefs going to uh, try to replace you or remove you or try to move on from you because you're injured, because they want to prepare for a season. All of those things are out of your control. The only thing Juan Thornhill can do is control his own rehab, his mindset, and his physicalness getting back on the field. And I think he's doing an excellent job of doing what Coach Spaggs asked him to do, get one play better each day and every practice and let everything else takes care of itself. The other thing for Juan Thornhill shop is when the Chiefs get back to the playoffs and he's one of the first guys to put those cleats on the field, Yes, he'll know exactly what it took to get there and he won't be taking that moment for granted. I'm just guessing, right? Yeah, he'll, he'll do it the way he's supposed to, right? When you talk about uh, uh, doing it my way, everybody wants to understand what it takes, uh, the, the mentality, the intestinal fortitude, the perseverance to get to playoff level and not only playoff level, but Super Bowl level of playing a position, Juan Thornhill is part of a Super Bowl championship team, but never has experienced it. So he still has that, he has that edge on his shoulder that some of the guys on the team might not have anymore. So he look for him to be a leader on and off the field every day at practice. Bingo with that. All right. A reminder again, our Defending the Kingdom podcasts are brought to you by Bose and these 700 headphones. Get into the 2020 season big time by getting one of these uh Bad babies, they are awesome. I'm gonna tell you, I have headphones at another level. Let's go to now. Let's let's turn a bit with this grind okay. thought and your combination of the two words grit and mind, and that deals with the camp grind. I've seen it now in the last week or so because this camp's been obviously weird with the COVID pandemic. It's been a blend of OTAs and then mini camp and real camp and six days in a row and five in pads. Getting through the camp grind, because that's where the guys are right now, because all of a sudden you can see over the hill there's the Houston Texans. But till you get there, you got to make the most of this count. How do you get through the camp grind? Because you did it for 10 years. Man, we talk about aim small, miss small. And when you talk about that sniper's mentality, you have to be so self-oriented. You have to be a self-motivator to be able to fine-tune and pick out all the small details about your your abilities and how you play the game, whether it's your tackling, whether it's your shedding, high point, um, being able to break up passes, your um, um, your level of your pads, or how you finish plays. All of those things are some of the small details that good players fine-tune throughout training camp to make sure that they're playing like on a great level come the season. And so Juan Thornhill is a guy who's been away from football for longer than the rest of the team. Uh, he, he's probably uh, um, just biting on the bit he can't wait to get back on that field and make plays. And you got to hope that he's not being overly aggressive, overly eager um, to push that knee uh, beyond what he's capable of doing. And if he can just take it day by day, play by play, he'll be just primed and ready when the season starts, when we have that season opener versus the Houston Texans. 
Yeah, I've been watching the younger guys in particular because this is always kind of where there's a little bit of a wall hit before the season. And Andy Reid, these practices are regulated, right, between the National Football League and the NFLPA, but Andy Reid is so brilliant. He calculates every second of every practice, Mm -hmm. and there's tempo, but there's also different strategies. He'll have one practice where they're working on third and long or going the distance of the field where these receivers are just running all day long, including the DBs. But then in a sneaky way, just by his design, maybe nobody else knows it, he'll work on short yardage because he wants to save the runner's legs, so to speak. So all of that, though, is taxing mentally. All of it is taxing physically. You go back to those Vermeil three-hour training camp practices, you guys had two of those a day. I remember morning and afternoon you guys grinding. What got you through that? Because you have to train your mind in a way. I, I there's people that listen to this podcast and they're in the military. They went to West Point. They got through their plebe year at West Point. They got through Beast Barracks. And it's just a unique way that you have to train your mind to create a survival of the grind. Man, the thing about uh, Dick Vermeil, offensively, they had pre-planned 60 to 70 plays each practice. But every play was a shift of the formation and then a the motion. And if the offense didn't shift in motion in the right way, we started back over. So you would take a two-hour practice, and it would last three and a half hours because we had to replay, let's say, 20 plays over because the offense didn't – Tony Gonzalez didn't shift in motion the right way. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, all pro, all everything, but because he missed the shift in motion, the defense has to set up and run it again. And that was the mentality. You, you had to stay sharp on your um, assignment, alignment, your responsibilities – Throughout the play, we had to run it over. You had to line up and do it again the same way. Um, but it, it, it does, uh, it takes a different type of athlete to stay physically, mentally, emotionally um, bought into the process. But we knew on defense that our offense needed that rep. They needed to do it the exact way because the timing that Trent Green needed for that X receiver, that wide bend to come open was something that was going to help us on game day. So defensively, we buried that cross. We went ahead and went the extra uh, extra yardage, the extra time on the field, uh, and we persevered through long, grueling practices, and, and it helped our lower bodies. It helped our lower limbs. We, we, we were so strong in the fourth quarter. You go back to that 2003 season and watch how many games we won because of a big turnover, a big play in the fourth quarter because we were not only mentally but physically stronger than our opponents. Yeah, that great comeback against Green Bay comes to mind because defensively, that's defense really won that game, down 17 points in the fourth quarter against Brett Favre and turned it around. But two, the other things that go into the to the grit, like I got change my, I got to train my mind, I got to train my body to get through it. But I'm learning more and more too in this day and age: nutrition, rest, recovery. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like it's part of the grind, but how much of it really is? Because in my survival in this league, to avoid injury, rehab from injury, uh, to be on my game, I have to have this total person approach to this. Man, definitely. It's all it's, 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 it's from a spiritual standpoint, a mental, emotional, nutritional, rest, rehab, uh, uh, weightlifting. All of those things play a, 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 a part in an in a athlete recovering and being ready, prepared for the next practice, for the next game, for the next training session. And uh, just to give you some context, when I was leaving the league, I think that was one of the first years that people were doing the oxygen tanks, those oxygen O2 bags where you would uh, just submerge your body in O2 so you could absorb as much oxygen as possible because they felt like that helped your body and your muscles um, uh, perform on a higher level. 
And now we're light years amongst that. When you talk about the uh, the, 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 the calorie intake, um, the nutritional, um, everybody has their own nutrition shakes, the custom um, kitchen that, that all the players are allowed to for lunch, breakfast and dinner at the, at the facilities. Man, those things were not even, they were non-existent when I was in the league. So guys are now getting custom-made menus um, to make sure they're getting all the nutritional values for their bodies to perform at peak levels. So now there's almost no excuses. If you come to the facility, eat your three squares a day, get proper rest, you will perform at the highest level. But what you have to do is when you get away from the facility, get the proper rest, get in your playbook so you know alignment assignment. There's no amount of uh, uh, nutritionists that can make sure you align up, line up the right way. But those are the things that the guys have to take upon themselves to make sure that they continue to press themselves and push themselves to be as good as they can be on every snap during the ball game. Yeah, that leads me to the third part of the grind, and that is grind of the season. And we've kind of, you've already touched on it here, but man, these are these are four to five. If you go to the Super Bowl six month season, you start in the heat where you're baking in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You're in the humid of a Thursday night humidity of a Thursday night game at Arrowhead, and then you're going to play in a blizzard in December with everything on the line. I mean, this is a long, tough season. Yes, it is. But the grind of the season here, and what I'm, you know, hearing this conversation back to myself and what you're saying, too, is I think about all of the college athletes, the high school athletes who listen to these podcasts, the parents of those athletes, the wannabe athletes. The message here is to, to your point, the grit and the mind, and then understanding what it takes, but the value if you get it. The value for you to get through this ACL injury on uh, September the 30th, 2001, you re-injured your knee against Tampa Bay in 04. You still played for several more years. He went back to play for Andy and Philly. The byproduct of capturing the grind and what it means even in value beyond your playing days. Yeah, the NFL was a special um, season of my life. But I realized football wasn't who I am is what I did. Football was something, it was, it was a momentary part of my life, a 10-year span of my life, where I was able to really um, show how, how, how God was definitely playing a part in my life, showing my skills, being able to showcase all my God-given gifts. But it was certain nuances about the game, the perseverance, the, um, the, the grit, the grind, um, the intestinal fortitude, the ability to, to, to recover after failure, the understanding between winning and success, two different meanings. And I wanted to be successful at life, not just win on the field. And so a lot of the, the techniques, the, 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 what we had to sacrifice and the, the pressing through practice, there was a carryover to life, to the business world, to my marriage, to, to dealing with my family, to dealing with my kids, um, to be a better parent, to be a better friend in fellowship with guys at church. All of those things I, I dive back and I, um, I, I recall different moments and different mindsets I had to get into on the football field, and they make me better in all of those forums. And that's why, I, I mean, I tip my hat to the NFL, but I, I, I need players to understand it's just a season of your life. And if you really uh, um, grab hold and understand what are some of the deeper meanings of these drills, of some of the, of the failures during the season, and you're able to overcome those things, Yes, you'll be a better football player for that season, but you'll be a better man in life. And I'm telling you, too, to learn not to do it as a front runner, but to do it as a way of life. One of the things I'm most proud of, Shop, I kept all my notes here from that last game against Denver in the woeful 2012 season. We were awful. 
and there was this tendency to mail it in. Why would I do all this hours and hours of work for this game? Because we're terrible. I kept it. I kept it for a reason because I worked about the same habits getting ready for the Super Bowl. The point is when the when the grind and fighting the grind and your I love your grit plus the mind, it can become a way of life and a way of success. And so here we go into the 2020 year and the Chiefs with the grind, man, the grind of dealing with injuries and coming back from it, the grind of camp and the grind of a season. Man, they got the great leader and Andy Reid, but I, I know that Coach Spags. When one thing he's going to do, he did it for me. When I came back from that ACL and I went to Philadelphia, Coach Spags. Uh, was my defensive coordinator or my defensive uh, coach. And he looked at my knee and he told me, Sean, you're not exploding the same way one direction as you do the other. And he noticed I was taking one extra gather step to explode to a certain way. And that was because I was coming off of that knee injury. And I'm hoping, and, I, and I'm sure he's doing it. He's using that same microscope when he looks at Juan Thornhill and he's fine tuning the little details in his a play on the field that's going to make him even more explosive, more of a playmaker, and it's going to have him even hungrier coming into this 2020 season. I put a reminder in my Bose headphones brought to you. Uh, the King, Defending the Kingdom brought to you by Bose headphones to give you one more shot. Oh, man, there I love is, that baby. idea. Rich Moon's finest. You rewind it, baby. Going back to back. Let's do it, Kansas City. All right. He's Sean Barber, the shop, the Spider-Man. I'm Mitch Holter's voice of the Chiefs. And again, thanks to Bose and these 700 headphones uh, for sponsoring Defending the Kingdom. Get closer. Here we go, Chiefs Kingdom. It's time to run it back.